Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men, and including women, who will be able to teach others also. You can see here that Paul encouraged Timothy to look for faithful people in the church. You know, Jesus looked for 12 disciples. Jesus looked for 12 faithful men who he can train, and then they can teach other people to continue the gospel in all over the world. God wants all of us to be involved in mentoring other people, in training younger people. And actually, you can see that in the physical realm already. When I was young, five years old, six years old, I ran around. My dad took care of me. He taught me how to eat. He taught me that I should not leave anything on the plate after I finish eating. He taught me how to turn off the light when I go to bed. I like to keep the light on because I was fear of course. So my dad said, turn off the light. My dad said, don't waste money on the electrical bill. And all these things, he taught me to be faithful in all these things. He trained me when I was young in my house. And the same thing with Pastor Da. Her parents trained her. And one day we get married. We grow up and we have our own kids. And we need to do the same thing to the next generation. We need to teach our children. We need to train our children so that the value, the life of God, in humanity will continue to the next generation. One day we're going to die. One day we're going to be with God in heaven. But the next generation will continue to run the marathon, to pass the baton to the next generation. If we don't train and mentor this generation, the next generation is going to suffer. The same thing in the spiritual realm. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. So one of our calling for every Christian is to really be a shepherd or be a mentor to look after younger people. I want this kind of thinking, I want this kind of attitude to really sink into your heart that this is a call for every Christian, not only for the pastor or elders of the church or care group leaders, but every Christian to love Jesus enough. Because Jesus said that if you love me, take care of my sheep. Jesus have a long-term vision. He knows that the next generation need to be trained. He knows that the gospel will not be carried to the next generation if we don't train the younger people in the church. And I pray that every member in this church wants to do the same thing. If you cannot take care of five, maybe you can take care of one. Pick up one person that is faithful in the church and start to take care of that person. Definitely, we recommend you take care of people of the same sex. We don't want a man to take care of a woman because it can be sensitive and cannot share life in detail. So everyone should say, I'm going to make at least one disciple in my life. And maybe for a period of time, you take care of that person until that person grow up. Then you pick up the next person, let that person move on and become friend in the ministry. Every one of us should have that kind of attitude because that is the really tangible way to show love to Jesus Christ and to expand his kingdom. Yes. By the way, when you do that, 
you will grow very fast because you need to set good example to other people. You begin to really seek God more so in order to lead your spiritual children to grow. You notice that a lot of people grow up more when they get married and they have kids. Before they have kids, they like like a, you know young people like to play game, you no know, computer game, or do all these things. But after they have kids, they grow faster. Because they have to grow up to take care of somebody else now. Is that right? So the same thing with the spiritual life. If you set the goal that in my life, I will save as many souls as I can, and I will really grow up to become like Christ and take care of other people to train them up to be mature like me. And I'm going to keep growing up to, from here to here to here. And I'm going to bring other people to come along with me, to grow with me. If you can do that, your Christian life will never be boring, will never be just day by day, just pass by, but it's going to be exciting, going to be fun, going to be full of power of God and the grace and the favor of God going to be upon you. Amen. You remember Jesus said that. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, Jesus said. Take care of my sheep. Jesus Ask all of us the same question. Do you love me? If we love God, we take care of his sheep. In other words, we shepherd somebody. God called his people sheep, and God called himself shepherd. But because his spirit and Jesus already left the world to be with the Father in heaven, now he put the Holy Spirit into us, not so that we can have a goosebump, not so that we can have a good feeling, but God put the Spirit into our life to represent him on earth, so that we can take care of his sheep. When I came back from Thailand, this trip, I want to tell you that all day long, I've been thinking about all these sheep, the face come up in my, my mind, all these faces in Thailand, all these faces in Las Vegas, in Phoenix, Arizona, the sheep in this church, face coming up because God in me, the Holy Spirit, really loved the sheep and he wants them to be taken care of. Our God is a good father. He wants to make sure that every sheep is taken care of in the church. Instead of just leave them alone, let them grow by themselves, let them find their own grass, their own food. No, we need to take care of the sheep and make sure that they grow to become strong Christian. And then they can take care of the next generation, pass on to the next generation. I don't expect Matt to sit here to be baby forever. I expect Matt to grow up in this church and one day he's going to become a pillar of the church and take care of other young people in the church as well. I expect all of you to grow up in the church and one day you will take care of other people. Amen? That is the expectation of God. Today we're going to look at how a good shepherd behaves by looking at the best shepherd on earth. The best shepherd in the whole system, his name is Jesus Christ. I'd like to look at Mark chapter 6. We will see that how Jesus showed us as a good shepherd. I want to encourage all of you. It doesn't matter what happened in the past in this church. It doesn't matter what happened to economy. It doesn't matter what happened to your past experience in this church. Don't give up serving God. Keep on going pleasing God and keep on going serve the Lord all the days of your life because sometimes God wants to test your faithfulness. God will allow bad things happen to you to see the, that you're going to give up or not or you're going to be faithful and you're going to continue to do what God called you to do. I want to be that man. I want to be faithful. I fear God. I, it doesn't matter what happened around me. I'm going to continue to serve God. I'm going to do what God called me to do. 
until the end. Because I want God to say to me on that day, "Good and faithful servant, come in and re-enjoy the eternal life in heaven." Amen. Mark chapter 6, 30 to 31, the Bible said, The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming, going, that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Jesus was the shepherd of these 12 apostles. He sent them out to preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons. There's so many people around there. They work so hard day and night. And when they came back to give a report to Jesus, they were tired. They worked so hard. These 12 apostles worked hard for Jesus Christ, for the kingdom of God. And when they came back, they looked exhausted. They have not eaten. They really had not time to rest. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, why don't we go to some quiet place and rest? You can see the heart of a good shepherd. Jesus, a good shepherd, really care for the well-being of his sheep, the well-being of his apostle or his disciples. The same thing. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be concerning and caring for the well-being of God's sheep in the church. How are they doing? How are they healthy? Do they have a job? Do they have income? Are their family doing well? Are their kids doing well? You care about their well-being physically, mentally, spiritually. This is not a football stadium that we just come and see a show on the stage and then everyone just disappear. This is a family of God. The church is a family. God put people to be shepherds. That's the pastor, the elders, and other, other uh, small shepherds in the church. But we care for the well-being of each other. Amen? That should be the spirit of every Christian, that we care how our brother and sister are doing. If you don't know how to resolve the problem for them, you just pray for them. You just call and encourage them. Email them. Help them. I tell you, if you really care for other people business, other people well-being, you're going to forget about your own problem. And God's going to take care of your problem anyway. And that's what happened to me. I never worry about my problem. God, take care of my problem. But God used me to take care of other people's problem. But if you focus on yourself, me, 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 my well-being, my problem, then the problem is going to get magnified. And then the problem will even get, go on and on. But when you start to help other people solve the problem and care about their well-being, God is going to take care of your problem. Amen? And that's what happened to many Christians around the world, that they care for other people. Think about that. Amen. It's nothing wrong to rest. It's nothing wrong to have a vacation. And I did that too. Lately, I worked so hard. So I begin to think about the ocean. I like snorkeling. So a few of my patients, they go to Kauai and Maui. And when they talk about that, I say, oh, I work so hard. I need to have a break. I need to be like the apostle here. Oh, just seven days of rest at the beach to swim in Hawaii. But during working, we work hard. Amen? Amen. We work really, really hard. But God knows our need. God says, it's okay. You go get rest and take some vacation. Amen? God loves His people so much. 
Do you know if you can really open the heart of God and look inside or get a stethoscope and listen to His heartbeat, you can see that God really, really care and concern about every single sheep in the church. You are not just a number. You are so important to Him. And that's why He cares for you so much that He says in the Bible that, then I will give you shepherds after my own heart. After God's own heart, the shepherd that cares for the well-being of his sheep. It's not for money, it's not for recognition, it's not for position, but because of the benefit of the sheep. I will give you the shepherds of my own heart who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. When you begin to serve God in taking care of other people, you're going to get on the Bible. You're going to want to understand the Word of God. And because you want to teach them, you want to show them the way. You're going to grow faster when you begin to take care of other people because you want to lead people in knowledge and understanding. Amen? So God loves people so much. And how many people say, Father in heaven, you say in the Bible, I will give these people shepherds after my own heart. Use me to be a shepherd. How about me, God? Let me be shepherd in my church. Use my life to take care of other people. Anoint me. Fill me up. Provide for me. Bless me so that I can bless other people. In Isaiah 40 verse 11, He tends His flock. God tends His flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs into His arms and carries them close to His heart. You see the picture of a shepherd that cares for the sheep so much. He gently leads those who have young. Why don't we allow God to be His arms, to carry people around us? Allow God to, be, to use us to be His mouth, to be His representative on earth. He is spirit. He cannot do this in a physical way to people around here. But we can be His hands. We can be His eyes. We can be His mouth to take care of God's people around us. Believe me, you sit here, somebody going to be younger than you in the Lord. You may say, I'm a one-year-old Christian, a one-month-old Christian, but somebody is one-day-old Christian around here, somebody younger than you. You can take care of somebody else. Is that right? You always have somebody younger than you around you all the time, but you just pick up that spirit of the Good Shepherd. God, I will be your representative. I am the... Shepherd of God, I'm going to look after somebody in the church, maybe one lady. If you are a lady, you say, I'm going to look after one lady in the church. Maybe you are a man, you say, I'm going to look after one man in the church, younger than me. I take him out for dinner, I teach him the Bible, I will call him, email him, pray for him. I promise you, I'm going to pray for this man every single day. I promise God I will pray for the pastor of our churches every single day. And I did. I pray. For all of them, every single day. So, care for the well-being. Everyone say, well-being. Physically. Spiritually. Mentally. Financially. Amen. Not only that, look at the Bible say, in verses 32 to 34, so they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. So they went away in order to rest. But many who saw them living recognized them, ran on foot from all towns and got there ahead of them. They got on board, 
about eight kilometers, but these people have to walk 13 kilometers. But they ran in order to get ahead of Jesus Christ, in order to get some healing and some blessing from Jesus. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. My dear brother and sister, Jesus is such a good shepherd. He did not only care for the well-being of his sheep, but he also had compassion. When you shepherd people, you have compassion on them. You want them to really grow. You're not serving them out of duty because of your position, because you get any financial gain in the church, but because you really care and have compassion for the sheep. Being a pastor for many years, I have seen so many mess in people's life. I've seen family breakdown. People are attacked by the devil. The devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. People are sick. People have financial problems. The devil wants to attack and kill people. I've seen this again and again. And you need to really minister to these people with compassion. Because there are sheep. You know, sheep are attacked by the wolf. So the wolf wants to kill the sheep all the time. And we, our job is to protect one another in the church. Because the wolf is going to come try to attack the sheep. We pray for people all the time. We visit them. We love them. We show example to them. We do everything out of compassion, out of love, not out of religion, filled with compassion, not out of duty either. Amen. The Bibles talk about the compassion of Jesus all the time. I believe if you get close to Jesus, you can feel the compassion out of his eyes. Do you do that? You know, when the Spirit of God fills me up and I lay hand on people, I feel the compassion of God. God really have compassion for these people. I remember in this trip, there was one lady sitting in front of the door. She was sitting like this. I never saw her before. She was a young woman, about maybe uh, 25 years old. I lay hand on her. She did not have any manifestation. I just pray and God touch her. I walk away. Five minutes later, I saw her vomiting and coughing demon out of her almost half an hour. When I look back, the compassion of God is fill my heart that God deliver her. God set her free from demonic power that night. And it's blessed my heart. God is a God of compassion. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, when Jesus saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. If you can feel the heart of God, so many people in the churches today have no shepherds. They just come to church. The pastor has no time to take care of everybody in the church. And God crying out from heaven, Hello, members in the church, can you rise up to take care of these young believers? They are cheap without shepherd. Can you take care of them because the devil harassed them and tried to attack them all the time? Mark 141, filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. You, if you are against the laying on of hand, you are against Jesus. Because in the ministry of Jesus, when he looked at people, the compassion in his heart come out from his eyes. And what did he do? 
He reached out his hand and lay hand on the people and blessed them and healed them and de- delivered them from demonic power. The laying on of hand is in the Bible and it's the way to show love to impart the blessing and the power of God into people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus showed compassion by healing, laying on of hand, and touching and blessing people's life. Amen. Actually, this morning when I was driving to the church, I was discussing with God. God, should I lay hand? Should I not? Maybe offend somebody? Maybe make a mess in the church? People have to get the chair out of the floor. People may not be happy with me again. And you know what God answered me? And I have to surrender. Mom, laying on of hand is the business between I and my people. I want to touch them. If you don't do it, I'm going to use somebody else to do it. It's the business between I and my people. Jesus, 2,000 years ago, lay hand on people in order to show compassion and love to people. If you don't do it, you just run the church out of religion. Just have a nice God the form of godliness, but deny the power of God. So I say, okay, God, it's between you and them. I just, the vessel for you to impart the anointing. Amen? Look at Colossians 3.12. The Bible says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself. The Bible says, clothe yourself. How many people have clothes on right now? How many people don't have clothes on right now? Please don't do that in this church. <laughs> Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. You know, every time you begin to criticize somebody, every time you begin to hate somebody and start to have bad attitude against any brother and sister in the church and even to the pastor, you need to pinch yourself quickly. Pinch. This is wrong. This is not the heart of God. This is not what God wants me to do. This is my flesh. This is the devil trying to talk to me. God say, clothe yourself with compassion. You need to look at me with compassion. Not like, yeah, yeah. Like this, that is the flesh. You need to look at each other with compassion, with humility, with patience, with kindness. Gentleness, that is the Spirit of God. Amen? I told people in Bangkok this time, a group of people went to a meeting. And when they went to this meeting, they gossip about the pastor all the time. They gossip about pastor, they talk about bad things about pastor. And I told this group of people, even though they teach the Bible, I don't believe that it's the Holy Spirit working there. I believe it's demon. Because the fruit of the Holy Spirit is not gossiping. It's not attacking pastor. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, compassion, mercy, gentleness, humility. Clothe yourself. Every morning you wake up, don't just put your shirt, your necktie, and your pants on. Also, clothe yourself with compassion, with mercy, with respect, with humility. Amen? Remind yourself every day. I'm not going to follow the flesh. I'm not going to follow the way of the devil. Look at verse 34. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began 
teaching them many things. A good shepherd will lead the sheep to the green grass. A good shepherd know that God's people cannot just walk by emotion, by feelings, but by the truth, because the truth will set them free. Amen. A good shepherd will teach the word of God, or will lead God's people to the truth. Maybe encourage them to read the Bible every day. Maybe encourage them. If you are not a good teacher, I recommend you easy. If you want to take care of your sheep, and you are not a good teacher, you are not a anointed teacher, or you don't know how to teach. Very simple. Pick up a CD box in our church. Maybe the subject called the honor of God. Pick it up. Or maybe if you take care of new believers, pick up the series called Established Lifestyle of Discipleship. And then say, okay, you and I are going to listen to this CD this week. We're going to come back, meet each other on Friday, and let us discuss. You write it down, what you learn from the CD, and let's come back and discuss what you learn so that we can grow together. Get into the Word of God because the Word of God will set people free and people need to walk on the foundation of the truth, not on the feeling, not on the just experience. We need the truth to be able to stand firm against false prophets and false Christ in the end time. If we don't have the Word of God, we will just go by feeling all the time. Amen. We need to know the word. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 2, you can see the life of Jesus. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. Jesus always taught the word of God. Amen. We need to really soak people into the word of God in order to be strong Christian so that they will become like Christ. They have the mind of Christ. I want to encourage you one thing. When you teach or when you study the Bible, it's not about hate knowledge. A lot of people learn the Bible just to get hate knowledge. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. No, it's not about what I know, but it's about change. You study the Word of God to change from glory to glory to glory to become like Christ. The difference between Christianity and religion is this. Religion is like a Pharisee. I know the Bible a lot. And I'm going to look down on people who don't know. And I'm going to judge them. And I'm going to boast that I know the Bible and I fast three days a week. That is religion. But Christianity is relationship with God. You study the Bible. You learn the Bible together so that you humble yourself and you know, I cannot do it by my own strength. I need the Holy Spirit to change me. And I don't know more than any other people. I need to change myself. That is Christianity. Amen. Whenever your spirit puff up and do, and, and <laughs> I'm going to say, speak in Thai, and look down on... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say do too mean <laughs> look down on other people and you, you look down on other people <laughs> I just you have Thai, Thai preaching in Thailand and you look down on other people no that is wrong you learn the Bible to change yourself and the more you study the Bible you're going to depend on the Holy Spirit because you know that you're going to do it by yourself you need the power of God Amen Hallelujah you need to lead the sheep to the truth okay this is the problem don't do like this. You meet your sheep. Your sheep start to complain about the church, complain about pastor, complain about problem, complain, complain, complain. You say, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 the pastor have problem. Yeah. That is not shepherding. That is not mentoring. That is gossiping. 
No. When the sheep start to complain about the pastor, you say, "Okay, stop here. We are not here to complain. We're here to study the truth." Why don't we open the Bible and focus on Jesus? If you are not happy with the pastor, go to talk to him directly. Don't tell me. I don't know about it. Okay, practice Matthew 18. If anybody complain about anybody in the church, you say, "Let's stop right now." You go to talk to that person. If you're not happy about the accounting of the church, go to the office and look at the accounting. Don't complain to me, because that is not biblical. Don't entertain gossiping during shepherding. During mentoring, that is not God's will. God say, "Teach the truth." You only teach the truth. You are not spending time talking negative things. You need to walk in love. You need to show example of walking in love, walking by faith, walking in honor to the sheep. That's why, if you really want to be a shepherd, you're gonna grow. Amen. The time of shepherding and mentoring is not a time of gossiping and talking negative. Only talk about God. Talk about the truth. Period. Amen. I don't entertain any gossiping to me. If somebody talk bad about somebody else, I say let's stop. We don't talk about it. We're going to talk about God here. And you go deal with that person yourself. You go talk to that person. Don't use me as a middleman. I'm not going to be the middleman. You go talk to that person. Amen. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> let's look at the last one here, and I close this one. By this time, it was late in the day, verse 35. So his disciple came to him. This is a remote place. They said, and it's already very late. Send the people all away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, "You give them something to eat." They said to him, "That would take eight months of a man' wages." Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? So the Bible talk about Jesus as a good shepherd, that he did not only show care and concern about well-being, he did not only show compassion, and he really lead the sheep to the truth, not to the gossiping, not to the negative things. Be positive, be on the word side, but he also is a shepherd that willing to do anything to help. Carry the burden of the sheep. He is the man of faith. He's the son of God, but he's a man too. He believed God that nothing is impossible with God. Even with these ten thousand people, have no food to eat. This is five thousand men, but another maybe six thousand women and children. Jesus did not say, "Oh, you know, we cannot help these people. Let's give up. Let's go home." He have faith. He believed that God gonna do something to feed these people. A shepherd of God's heart are people of faith. You believe that no matter what happened, no matter what, what problem, God can resolve the problem for you. God can help the sheep because our God is a great God. It's not a big burden. God can do it, and not only walk by faith. You notice He say, "What do you have? Give to me two fish and five loaves." Shepherd, also givers. You are willing to give your time, give your energy, give your money, give your talents. The reason people don't want to shepherd others because number one, lack of faith. Oh, I don't think these people are gonna grow. I don't want to waste my time. Two, laziness. They don't want to give time to other people. Laziness. Amen. Three, they are not givers. They just think about themselves. Me, 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 me. People can be shepherd. 
must be givers, full of faith, full of love, and trust God that God can help them to do anything. Amen. Be like Jesus. So, in conclusion, today we learn. I can wrap up here. Number one, Jesus as a good shepherd because he care for the well-being of God's sheep. That is the heart of God. Care for the well-being. Two, because he is full of compassion. He did not serve God out of duty, but he have compassion for the sheep. Three, he did not bring the sheep into the gossiping gathering. He bring them into the truth. Amen. He helped them to grow by feeding them the truth of God. So the same thing. Our goal is to make the sheep grow by feeding them the truth. Use a CD ministry. Use any book that we have in the church. Whatever can help people to grow, not to just have knowledge, but to grow into maturity of Christ. Expect people to grow, to become more and more like Christ. And number four, Jesus as a good shepherd. He's a man who full of faith. He never give up. He know that no problem is too hard for God. He's a giver. He will help. He will do anything to help the sheep, without backing off. And he was able to feed 5,000 men with other women and and children with five loaves and two fish, because he's a man of faith and giver. Amen. I want to exhort all of you today to do the same thing. You may say, "I don't have any title in the church to be a pastor or to be care group leader," but You can say, "God use me to take care of some young believers in the church." I believe that you have something to give. I believe you know the Bible more than a lot of people in this church. If you can start to pick that up and help other people, talk to your care group leaders. For example, Joanne, you can talk to Joanne. Joanne, you know, I really want to shepherd people. I want to commit to the church. If you find somebody assigned to me. And we can try to meet together and learn the Bible. We can pray. You need to really rise up to look after people because that is the way to show love to God's sheep. And you're g o i n g to grow faster. God's g o i n g to really show grace and mercy to you because you are doing the work of Jesus Christ. You know that when Jesus was walking on earth, he did three things: he made disciple, he cast out demons, and he healed the sick. One third of his ministry is to make disciple. The Bible says, "Let us become like Christ." To become like Christ includes not just cast out demon, healing the sick, have mercy and compassion, and be pay, be full of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but to disciple other people. You need to get involved in making disciple. Every single Christian is called to make disciple, not just a pastor. Every single Christian. He said, "Go and make disciples of all nations." I want to encourage you today: rise up and do that. Amen. Get rid of laziness. Get rid of doubt. Get rid of a lot of bad attitudes, and start to move on to serve the Lord. Don't let the devil lie to you anymore. Start to serve other people. Maybe one person, maybe two person. Care group system in our church. Is the discipleship system? We look after all the members in the church through care groups. Why? Because one pastor cannot look after everyone. 
I have limited time. So what we do? We ask you to go to a care group. 10 people, 15 people. In that care group, you will be taken care. People will pray for you. People will teach you the Bible. Will fellowship. If you are not in a care group system, you are not taken care of. And I'm sorry. Don't blame me that you're not taken care. Because you need to do your part too. You need to take your part of being in the care group system so that you can be taken care of. One time I talked to God about this. And God said that people cannot blame you all the time. People have to be responsible for their own life. If they want to be taken care, they need to do something for themselves. And you already set up the care group for the church so that people will be taken care, but they don't do it themselves. I want to encourage everybody to come into care group. Because when you go to care group, you are not only taken care, but you can participate in caring for other people as well. Amen? I'm speaking to you like a father. I hope you don't get mad at me to say this. We need to really speak the truth in love and get on with God. I promise God when I come back this time that I want to be stronger on the pulpit so people will wake up. Sometimes I'm too nice and I don't speak directly to you. And we don't want this church to go down. We want to go up. Amen. We want to be the right church. Amen. So as a father, sometimes I have to speak the truth to the members so people will wake up and get the perspective right. Move your perspective. Don't go off like this. Right perspective on God. Don't let the devil lie to you anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. We believe, Father, that your word is the truth. And we want to follow the truth. We want to die to self, carry the cross, and follow you as disciple. We don't want just to be churchgoers. We don't want to be pew warmers. We want to be disciple. We want to deny ourselves, Father. And we want to take care of other disciples. We want to make disciples for you, Father. In this church, we want to follow your footstep, the footstep of Jesus Christ. Father, bring the revelation and understanding to your people in this church that they will, Lord, follow your way, even though it's against the world's way, even though it's against even traditional way of churches, Lord, but we want to follow the biblical way. And we believe, Lord, if we follow the biblical way, we will stand firm to the end through the time of tribulation. And we will not fall away. We will be strong Christians that shake the nations and shake the city for you, Father. Lord, may your Holy Spirit change us, stir on inside of us that we will love your sheep like you love them. And we will all become a good shepherd like Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name. Amen. Amen. I will begin to lay hand. Before I lay hand, I want to say something quickly regarding the Holy Spirit of the ministry of the file of God. It's not about feeling. It's not about manifestation. It's not about feeling good but it's about change to become like Christ. 
When I say change, includes everything. Maybe God can heal you so that you'll be healthy to serve God. Maybe God can set you free from some religious thinking so that you can serve God more effectively. Maybe God will kick out some demonic power of your life. It's about change to become like Christ. About cleansing, purging, and changing. This is not just laying on of hand for fun. It's holy, and it's really the about the great commission about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The sooner you grow, the sooner you change, the more powerful you're gonna be to serve the Lord, so that you will not be baby forever, but you're gonna serve God more effectively. Amen. I would not be able to go out and cast out demons in Thailand like that if I was not prayed for, lay hand on many years ago by the minister. I flew to Tampa, Florida to get prayed for so I can change and now I can help a lot of people. It's about the great commission. It's about souls. It's about change. It's not just about feeling goosebumps, feeling good. I just want to be clear. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray, Father. Today, we want to be hungry and change your people who want to be prayed for, Father. Today, thank you, Lord. We believe, Father, that they will shake the world for you. The end time revival is coming, Father, and you use a lot of people to bring souls and make disciple, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray, Father, that your people in this church will be hungry and humble. And seek the change in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www. NewHopeInternationalChurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much. Our King.